Hey everybody, welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, and uh, you're listening to the show that is kind of like the dead of winter, cold outside, but warm in your heart. Today I have Ron McKnight on the podcast, first epi- episode of working with a guest, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited to have uh, people on to talk about uh, mental health and creating a vision for yourself and uh, finding ways to push forward. Ron works with uh, creating sales funnels and helping uh, coaches specifically to find a way to get new business and do it without being salesy which is interesting. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit more about it in the podcast and uh, listen to the intro and then listen to our conversation and uh, give us a call in and let us know what you're thinking about it. Okay, enjoy. Drums, Fantastic. We are in. Game on. Right on. <laughs> Welcome to the party. How's it how's it going? Oh, it's going going pretty well. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Uh so yeah, I'm new to this clearcast stuff, so we're just kinda figuring it out and wing it. This is like this messy style is totally my my jam so (laughs) it's real and it's raw yeah that's you know authenticity is like kind of the thing that's that's coming into light these probably the past few years but Mm -hmm. really it's like where people are going so i just it fits me really well so and i'm i've seen a lot of groups in the group that we're in uh that really kind of fits that mold so um, oh for sure yeah so uh hi welcome so for those who don't know this is ron mcknight uh joining me c note mr christian rivera and um we're gonna just kind of chat for a while and uh talk about i don't know life and things and things in life (laughs) um so uh tell the tell the people a little bit about you and me because i don't know anything either (laughs) oh yeah this is uh it's this is very very impromptu it's a little bit different yeah so i'm ron mcknight i'm i'm very excited to be here i'm normally on the other end, uh, my wife and I, we have a, a membership site where we interview experts. We do video interviews and basically anybody from SEO experts to Facebook ads, uh, funnel builders, and, and we basically just pick their brain for about an hour. And we've got a Facebook group around all that. But that's that's not our main thing, but it's just interesting because normally I'm, I'm interviewing, so it's kind of fun to be on the other end and see how right. the pros do it. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't call myself a pro, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess I am. <laughs> I, I feel like if if you get started and you've got, you know, you're building a presence, then then yeah, you're you're out there doing it. You're a pro. But yeah. basically, it, when we're not doing that, we we build funnels ourselves. So my wife's been writing direct response copy for I don't know four or so years. She quit her her main job back in the day. We were both teachers, English teachers, way back when. And mm-hmm. I saw what she was doing. It's like, man, she gets to stay home and work in her PJs all day long, like, <laughs> work with cool people. This is awesome. So uh, a couple years ago, about a year and a half ago, I quit my job and basically got involved in the space, started working as a VA, started getting experience with ClickFunnels, Facebook ads, um, WordPress, mm-hmm. and 
we've been able to just kind of niche down over the last year. Mostly now we work with, we call them change makers, but coaches and experts that want to make a, a positive impact on the world, you know, by positively impacting that one person, they mm -hmm. influence their, their family, their community, and then kind of just spreads out from there. Yeah. And that's a big group of people, uh, especially with the, the, I guess the advent of the Gary Vaynerchuks in the world. There's a lot of people who want to mm -hmm. do more, more marketing and coaching and, and raw, raw stuff. But like, I think people are pushing more towards practical things. And it seems like what you guys are doing is helping people uh, to, to put a practicality behind it and not just be someone on the internet saying, Hey, do this, but <laughs> giving actual tools to, uh, to, to, to be something, to create something to share oh, with for, people. For sure. And it's nice because we can, we can pick and choose a little bit. So, I mean, not, not, not to, to discount what life coaches or mindset coaches or anyone like that does, but mm -hmm. there are certain coaches that I don't know, can, can do, more and I think with with Gary and everybody wants to get out there and they want to be teaching and they want to be the, I don't know the the creative guru um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are just kind of getting out there that maybe don't have the the most experience to back up what they're trying to teach already yeah uh, a personal experience or professional experience uh, yeah. you know it's, it's a fad it's like it's kind of like vloggers on YouTube everyone just wants to record their life and, yeah. and they, they think it's interesting but yeah. you have to make it interesting <laughs> you can't just follow yourself around all day so yeah, we, we, um, we all think we're awesome but it's like putting it out there but it's like oh well we all do the same yeah that's the thing it's like a vlog of a nobody is i don't know like my mom would probably watch me go about my day but that's about right. it <laughs> and and you know i did it for 30 days just to try it i had a vlog yeah. and um it was fun it was actually an interesting process because for me, I was just working a daily, like a regular desk job. So it's like, how do you make that interesting? How do you make anything uh, interesting? Uh, so I was just doing a lot of time lapses and I was living in San Diego at the time. So there was a lot of beauty to share. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you had, I was trying to like mix different kind of just concepts to talk about in the midst of it uh, to try to make it interesting. Uh, I stopped ultimately after a while because just, I, I didn't feel like I had a focus. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, I thought it was useful from like a video production, like editing standpoint to figure out mm -hmm. how I can make a vlog every single day and do something every single day. Um, and, and with that in mind, like, is there, is there something that your, that, that you show your clients or anybody that you would speak to for, from really any, any of that standpoint that people should do every day to be better at, you know, being a coach or you know, getting, mm -hmm. getting more people to follow them. Well, this is one thing that we do ourselves and we recommend it. And it also goes along with building uh, some of that authenticity and just being yourself. And that's daily emails. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Facebook is great. Instagram is great. All these different platforms are great, but we always recommend building an email list because that's an owned asset. So yeah. being able to get those leads in and then nurture them. I mean, you're not, you're not hard pitching them every day, but if you're familiar with, like Ben Settle, the mm -hmm. the daily emails are just very infotaining. So my wife will tell a story and like this week she's, you know, post Christmas, she's doing like some holiday themed ones. But so they're, they're always interesting. They're always entertaining. Sometimes there's soft pitches in there, but they're also really valuable. And that shows her personality 
kind of what we've got going on. So it allows our list to get to know us, see what mm-hmm. we do and develop that connection rather than just, I don't know, just being kind of top of mind for them. So we always recommend for them. It doesn't have to be hard. It, it should be very conversational. Like you're talking to a friend and just daily, right. you know, Monday through Friday, we email. Right. You're not just trying to make a sale every time you're trying to mm-hmm. establish relationships. And when that need comes, they think of you first. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I had a question. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time, but that's what happens with the impromptu stuff. Uh, you know, do yeah. you think, do you think anyone can be interesting? That's a weird question, but <laughs> it is. I, I think so. And it's always, like you'll hear uh, when you're at like dinner parties and stuff to, this is like, I'll come back to the question, but to to be interested. So it's almost like if you ask people a lot of questions and you seem engaged with what they're doing and just like enamored with whatever's going on, they're gonna leave and be like, mm-hmm. that person was awesome. They didn't, you know, they didn't learn anything about you, but they're like, they're so interesting just because it's so different that they're so focused on you. But I think that to come back to the question, anyone mm-hmm. can be interesting. They just kind of have to embrace like what makes them weird or different or whatever. They just have to take it and rock it and be like, okay with it. Right. And, and, and a lot of what I talk about on my podcast is like mindset related stuff. I'm not really, I don't really have like a goal. I'm just kind of like talking from a lot of personal experience because mm-hmm. I personally dealt with a lot of mental health issues and uh, uh, trying to sort of share ideas and build ideas based around that. Uh, and that all involves uh, really diving into the authenticity. Once I lean more into who I am as a person, I find that more interesting. I think a lot of people uh, stop themselves from uh, uh, sharing their part of the story because A, they either don't think someone will care about it or they may not know how to present it. Uh, um, and th- do you think that's true that a lot of people will kind of like, th- th- like, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of what I have talked about is um, short, sort of like sharing the ability that we have these days to create so many things because of the phone we have in our pocket or something like ClearCast, which I'm using, or Anchor that I usually use, which is an app that I use usually for podcasting. There's just so many tools and things available for us to to make things. Do you think there's um, like a, a, a big mass mindset issue that people are having for that keeping them from, from doing things when there's so many things that are accessible? I don't know if that's a clear question. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I may I may take it in a slightly different angle, sure. but I think that, that part of the problem is the the problem is the internet. No, but the, the problem is the fact that we can see thousands and millions of people and some of them are at the, the top of their game. They're like in the, the top percentile. So I always think of um, mm-hmm. like Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a, a personal trainer in the past. I am, and we can. It's three-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson. I want to introduce you to my new show, All Facts, No Breaks. I'll be giving you the real reactions to the latest sports news and inviting guests in the sports and entertainment world to break it all down. Tune in and make sure you listen and subscribe on Spotify. We can dig into like why that is, but really big on physical fitness. And Uh if I get on Instagram, I immediately see people who are better looking than me, stronger than me, faster than me, like better than me in all areas. 
because I'm seeing the best of the best. So it's hard for me to when I get out there and even try and compete or do anything or, or be myself because it's like, well, everybody already is doing it better, even though what we're really seeing is just such a small percentile of, of the entire world. You know, that's not right. that's not average. That's not normal. No, it really isn't. And for some reason, you know, just because people are humans, we're really good at generalizing. So we see someone like that and we're like, everybody is better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's not necessarily the case and nor should you be comparing yourself to other people in general. But mm -hmm. I think, I think there's going to be, a, albeit slow, kind of a revolution against that, or I can see it kind of bubbling a little bit with the authentic mm -hmm. authenticity kind of movement, I guess you can say that's happening, mm -hmm. uh, where we're just we're actively battling against uh, the the famous faces or the the pretty pictures and and mm -hmm. the perfect lifestyles when we can start to really share gratitude with more people and show that like our regular lives are pretty cool and mm -hmm. interesting and fun. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. We don't have to have like because um, there's always so much fomo as far as uh travel is another big one so beautiful people and travel you see like all the glamorous shots and the oceans and the beaches and the, it is just like wow that is mm -hmm. that is my life sucks so bad it's it's cold here it's rainy mm -hmm. like you would just look around and see that and it's i don't know you don't see all that goes into the behind the scenes and then you also don't see i don't know all the bad stuff too um right it reminds me of there was a travel show I can't think what it's called, but there was this British guy. His name was Carl and he went oh. in the first season of like, what was it? Yeah. It was uh, an idiot abroad. Yes. Yes. And so it's like, <laughs> I love it because he shows all the like dirty, bad things that you don't uh -huh. like. It's not the glamorous stuff. It's like him in the Amazon and he's getting bug bit and he's like, he's or he's like in India and he's sick. He's like all these horrible things. And it's like, they, yes, that's, that's real life. That's what it, you know, that's, that's, that's what we experience, but that's not what we see everybody else doing. Yeah. I remember specifically the Taj Mahal episode and then the, uh, the pyramids of Giza episode where <laughs> the, the camera pans out and you see all of the, the poor housing around everything. And he's like, this mm -hmm. place is shite. <laughs> it's just, it's just terrible. Why would anyone want to come here? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, but I, I think that's a grander metaphor for like little things, even with the vlogging, like when I was starting to think about it or really anybody who wants to do it to promote something or try to brand bring awareness to something they, they start to filter themselves like i'm not interesting what can i mm -hmm. do to be interested like it's hard for people to think of like how their regular lives can be interesting there's um a guy uh peter mckinnon who's one of my favorite youtubers who um he kind of started out doing more just regular stuff in his home or around his neighborhood like now he does bigger things he's gone to iceland stuff like that which is cool because he's a good filmmaker and i think he actually like deserves to that that stuff but but at first he started just kind of like his passion was coffee and he was just doing fancy shots of coffee around his home doing doing different shots and close-ups and um playing with uh, uh different camera techniques and stuff and and sharing that stuff with the audience but also just kind of sharing how everyday life and his personality, you can be an interesting person. You just got to be willing to throw yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And, so. and, and I think know that some people just aren't going to like you. 
You know, yes. I think that we like water ourselves down and we end up being bland because it's like, well, we don't want to, you know, offend anyone or think anything differently or maybe go against the grain. But it's just like that's that's being a person. If, if you have a unique personality, then mm-hmm. some people will like you. Some people will be like and eh, they could take or leave you. And some people like outright just dislike you. <laughs> and that's yeah. OK. It's like it's OK, though. I, you know, I've always been of the mindset if you're, if you're making some enemies, <laughs> you're probably doing something right. You're ruffling yeah. some feathers and trying something different. And that's usually, like any story we were, uh, you know, uh, Molly and I, uh, my girlfriend were watching Cosmos and there are so many stories of people who just tried something a little bit different or, I mean, in that case, it's usually grander, like, you know, defining how we look at the stars versus the earth and stuff like that. But um, it always started with everybody disagreed (laughs) or a large part of people disagreed and uh, they persisted and they just kind of kept, kept going with what they felt in their heart was the right thing to do. And eventually, you know, it turned out well for them, but uh, some people ended up dying, but you know, that's not what this is about. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of what I talk about on my podcast and just for context, you're actually my first guest on this podcast. So oh, actually wow. no, my second actually, but, not as but, cool, but, but still pretty cool. Not as well <laughs> first in this new era. This is, this is C note 2.0. Oh, um, excellent. So, so you are the first official. Awesome. Let's, let's, let's just do that. So <laughs> this is why, this is why it's kind of messy, <laughs> but I also like it this way. I think it's just, you, you get more natural, uh, natural cadence out of people. <laughs> um, so with that, I'm figuring out what kind of questions to ask and stuff. But for the most part on my podcast, when I'm talking by myself, which is not as exciting, um, <laughs> I talk a lot about personal mental health because me, me personally, I've been uh, diagnosed with cyclothymia, which is a low grade bipolar disorder, um, which kind of affects and shifts my mood and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I like to talk about with different creatives because a lot of people are not comfortable being open about it. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's something you've experienced personally, but um, I think in general, mental health is, is good for us to take care of whether or not you're dealing with an illness or anything. So are there, are there any things that you do for yourself throughout your day or every day or every other day, or you give yourself time at some point during the week for yourself to kind of keep yourself happy and healthy and moving. And you talked about training in the past and going Mm -hmm. to the gym. So maybe that's a good segue into that. Yeah. Um, my, my, I think this is so important and it's, yeah, I could talk about this stuff all day because I had mentioned before I'm a personal development nerd. I don't like to just take things in. It's not just reading, but it's actually trying to experiment and find little ways to improve my life. So mm-hmm. this year, um, one of the so so basically long and short of the training is growing up, I was really chubby and was picked on because of it. And so it wasn't until I was in college, probably that. I was able to start figuring out nutrition. We just had no idea. Nutrition, training, over the course of a few years, I ended up from my heaviest to my lightest, probably lost about 100 pounds. So it was like a huge deal for me mentally and physically, but that was just like the beginning. You know, I still, mm-hmm. not that today I've like got it all figured out, but it's like continually improving. But this year, um, my, my biggest things are uh, morning routines. So it's always changing a little bit. 
But like mm-hmm. this morning, um, I'll get up and I try to meditate. I've got a, a Headspace app, which I've been using for, I think, 80 days in a row now. So that's, I actually bought it. So I invested mm-hmm. and I haven't missed a day because I'm like, I paid for a year of this, so I better be using it. But right. so I'll, I'll meditate. I, I'll actually read like a chapter out of my Bible. I'll read something called the Daily Stoic. And mm. if I have time, I'll read another book, which right now I'm reading uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which he introduced me to Stoicism. That's like we, we should definitely do a podcast all about Stoicism one day because that would be awesome. Yes, I have talked about that. I'll send you a link to an episode of that that I've talked oh, about stoicism for a little bit, so we can go into that um, a little bit more. Because I read a book called "The Joy, uh, The Art of Stoic Joy," I think it was mm. called. That's the only real book I've read on it. It's fairly new for me, but it's interesting to go into it and realize that there was a lot of uh, philosophies in life that I have adopted that I didn't know that were stoic philosophies, mm-hmm. um, and and are really fascinating. But yeah, we can do. Let's do. I'll write that down. Let's do a follow up. About stoicism in particular because i think there's a lot that we can share with people on um just like tools and stuff and how to use stoicism in your daily life without having to like subscribe to it i guess <laughs> yeah that's, it's it's the only philosophy that i've encountered that is super practical and actionable it's like mm-hmm. it's literally in the dna to not just think about this stuff but like actively use it to improve your life and therefore those of people around you you know right yeah tools of so tools of titans uh, goes into that quite a bit i didn't i didn't realize that uh that was on my list of books to check out how's that going so far um really good so it's basically it seems like his podcast but you know condensed so each okay. chapter will be an interview with dom diagostino or uh i don't know who all he's got i've made it through the first few i don't know how much stoicism right. is going to come up but it was mm-hmm. his podcast and uh, some of Ryan Holiday's books that actually introduced me to uh, Stoicism as a philosophy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely plan to break into that a little bit more. Stoked for that. That'll be great. Oh, <laughs> that'll be sweet because, and this is the last thing I'll say, just because yeah. uh, being freelancers and creatives and on your own, it's mm-hmm. there's so much ups and downs. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's it, having a job is hard. But having to find your job and keep your job and do your job and it's just like you with a computer sometimes, the the mm-hmm. emotional ups and downs, the feast and famine, like mm-hmm. really difficult sometimes. So having something that's a little more practical to fall back on when it is really tough is, is super beneficial for me. Yeah, the swings are a big deal and that's why I want to talk about mental health and mindset so much i think that's why a lot of people do who kind of like quote unquote have figured it out though i don't <laughs> think anyone's actually figured it out but <laughs> we're you know trying to help each other because we know how hard it is and sometimes mm-hmm. it's incredibly lonely like it's nice when you have a partner you're working with somebody who's also an entrepreneur type uh, and you happen to be married with them to them <laughs> or with them or something and um but sometimes it's a very lonely endeavor sometimes your family doesn't know what the hell you're doing like they mm-hmm. wish you went to college or they wish you did this or they wish you did that and uh it can be a very uh a troublesome road which is mm-hmm. why you know which it's so important which is essentially the core of, of the goal of these podcasts is to find out what what people's thoughts on that stuff is so uh, it seems like uh, you've you've been doing a lot of good things to uh, continue your um, 
to, to keep yourself moving in a way that's healthy and happy and, and living a good life, which sounds great. Well, that's, I feel like one of, one of my main, I don't know, it's not a goal because it's like never reach, but it's just continually improving, continually learning. Uh, I went to school to be a teacher. I taught for a few years. It ultimately wasn't for me, but I think it, it part of the reason I went into it is because I've always enjoyed reading, learning, and trying to make things either more efficient, quicker, easier, like better in some way. And so I'm like the ultimate thing I can improve upon. So it's always something to to tweak or somehow improve and like the mental, because it's never like, okay, well, I'm happy today. I'm confident. So I'm done. It's, you know, it's like everything is good. Life, just leave me yeah. alone now. I've arrived. Right. <laughs> There's a, it reminds me the way you said I'm done reminds me of it. It's, it's a little bit off topic, but there's a Mike Birbiglia stand-up special uh, called my girlfriend's boyfriend that he uh, talks about when he was like looking for someone he's like in his early to actually he's like 19, 18 or 19. And uh, he was like, I got a girlfriend and she loves me and I'm done. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I remind myself of that because we all think that we need to get something specific to be done in life. The only way we're done is when we're dead, really. But, um, you know, we're always it's it's more about the process and maintenance of who we are as a person and growing and and building relationships and such. Like, I think that's the only way to approach life personally. Um, so um so uh, I, I saw that you're uh, also involved with um, the video group. I forget what it was called. Um, yes, the, uh, the Art of Video Attraction, I think. Yeah, is that something you want to talk about a little bit and kind of share with the people what you guys do there? You know what? Yes, because it goes along with authenticity and continually improving yourself. So um, we've been doing the, the membership side I mentioned for a few months now but I was always nervous when I was getting on calls with people. So mm -hmm. not only for the interviews, but also, you know, we, we onboard our clients. So we usually talk beforehand, sometimes do a discovery call. And so I just always felt like I could improve that. So I could always, I talk very quickly when I'm excited and when I'm nervous. So most people usually can't tell the difference because it's just always <laughs> quick. But right. I wanted to work on my, my, my presence both for video and then also for calls. So I joined that group randomly and I actually found the, the gorilla group from the video group. So it's, it's worked out really well cause they're, they're definitely, they've got the same mindset, but right. I, I joined with the intention of I'm going to start doing Facebook lives. I'd never done them before. I'm just going to get in here. There's only like, you know, 14, 1500 people. So at least the, the worst that's going to happen is 1500 people laugh at me. It's not that big a deal. And right. <laughs> he does a, a weekly prompt, which is like two minutes, uh, do X. So tell us about your first job or um, tell us uh, like what's your ambitions or what's your favorite hobbies. And so it's mm -hmm. something that's, you know, always kind of top of mind. It's not like, well, what do you think about the universe? And you got to like, uh, so I, I, I really like the live format. I've actually been doing more of those in my group because you don't mm -hmm. have the chance to be a perfectionist. Like you can't edit, you can't go back and add shiny graphics and make it better. It's like, it's just you and your thoughts and you just go and I don't know, right. it is real and raw and authentic. So it's been great for me just 
forcing myself to to get on camera and just get out there and be me and be confident in I I don't know I'm me and that's that's enough. Yeah, essentially lead by example because there are so many people who stop themselves because they don't I don't have the right tools I don't have this and it's like mm-hmm. you have a cell phone which are really which has a pretty good camera so yeah. like <laughs> you know turn that thing around and <laughs> point to it point it at yourself and start talking <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. It's nice. I like the prompts. I haven't, um, I, I'm in the group, but I haven't participated yet because I'm mm-hmm. a, a multimedia designer um, and uh, haven't got, I basically, I'm just like kind of observing the groups because I think mm-hmm. they're really rad. Um, I've, I've participated in the gorilla group quite a bit because they're, they're some really rad people in there and mm-hmm. super authentic. Uh, they just talk about stuff and share and everyone's open and rad and um you know landon does a great job with his live videos and stuff um and then i've i've watched a couple of the the video for business stuff that you guys are doing and it's a really great group so i highly suggest anyone go check that out um and i could i can post a link and all that fun stuff if you want to send me or no i'll i'll find it and send it (laughs) um uh so yeah that's really rad um what else? I had like uh, other little questions. Um, do you have like a um, favorite type of entertainment or YouTube channel or or something that you like to check out for reference? Like for example, I use I, I go to Peter McKinnon quite a bit. Like I said on YouTube, he does a lot mm-hmm. of tutorials. He does a lot of really great stuff. I know you guys have your group. Um, what do you what do you, you what do you use yourself to? reference to to grow to try new things and uh get inspiration from if it's as far as like uh tech work related things Mm -hmm. normally it's i'll have certain people for each one so uh like facebook ads john loomer i'll follow you know his page get his emails um he's just really good at no fluff it's not super sexy it's just like super practical facebook ads Mm -hmm knowledge like he, he's the go-to guy as far as funnels i mean being able to copy russell brunson and whatever he's got going on is usually a pretty good thing to do uh, i know that we've also got the a lot of his trainings as far as the the funnel hackers course and some of the bonuses he's done so his stuff is really good all of his books mm-hmm. and stuff are really good and then i'm trying to think digital marketer is the other one that We've got, we've went through their certification courses for a few different things, but they're another one that's very, like if, if I buy something, I want to feel like, I mean, everybody wants to feel like they got their money's worth, but their stuff is always really high quality, super dense. It's not like super fluffy, real, just they, they sucker you in with the marketing and then you just get like a, a crappy little course there. You know, it takes right. weeks to go through them. You actually have to take a mm-hmm. test. You, you can fail you had you know to get certified you have to pass um uh, i think it's six seventy percent something anyways but so you can fail mm-hmm. it's not just like you, you're buying a certification but um those are probably the three john loomer uh russell b and all he does and digital marketer as far as um the marketing world that's that's pretty much my go-to guys and gals yeah i think i think a lot of people are are coming out with some really amazing courses for things but also uh, almost in lieu of, of some college courses for some people, for a lot of people, because there's so much, so much free stuff on the internet. But then when you get into like paid tier stuff, I think 
because there's so much good free content that the premium stuff has to be really good in order to sell it. So uh, it seems like I haven't personally d dove into a lot of those paid courses, but mm -hmm. from what I've gathered and people talking about it, it seems like, you know, what you guys do and what, uh, you know, the guerrilla marketers do and, and so many other different groups are doing are really providing so much depth and value in that sense. And uh, I think it's great for the industry. I think it's, I think it's a, a nice way for people to uh, be able to get knowledge, but be able to pay, be paid for their knowledge as mm -hmm. well. Um, <clears throat> so uh, just a couple of quick, like silly offhanded questions. What's your favorite color, sir? Uh, red. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, and, and this is <laughs> funny too about the, the confidence thing. It didn't used to be because red is like kind of loud and like mm -hmm. kind of attention grabbing. So back in the day, it probably would have been like, like just a dark like blue or gray or just something like you know don't look at me but now i actually have on my my red hoodie uh i have a lot of <laughs> red hoodies it's like my favorite my favorite thing right <laughs> awesome yeah I, I i've been going more towards like the pink and purple for some reason like ever since i discovered that pink and purple kind of look good on me as like <laughs> a button-up shirt and just kind of i i kind of went through like a men's style renaissance a few years oh, yeah. ago <laughs> And then started like trying different colors and I'm like, pink looks really good on me. This is awesome. And really just kind of like started embracing the pinks and purples uh, into both my wardrobe and in my branding. So I, I just love, I love those colors. That's awesome. Uh, always gives off kind of an 80s vibe too. So. Yeah, which is always, <laughs> always plus. Right. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a favorite curse word? I do. I probably shouldn't say it on the air though. Uh, you can, it's fine. So, my favorite. Probably should have said that up front. <laughs> yeah. So, and and cursing is like such a funny thing. So in my in my branding, I normally don't. In our personal life, I normally do. But the one right. that's used on a daily basis in my house is motherfucker. Just because, <laughs> like, you can use it in so many different ways. You can add an ing. You can throw it in front of this, in front of that. Uh, just as a its own standalone. It's very versatile. Right. Yeah. I, I like the classic just, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually like in a comedy context or I don't know. I, I, I mean, cursing is interesting. I've had conversations about that, which is actually another topic I mm -hmm. don't really have with other people. Um, so where, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I never try to use it. Never use your curse words in anger. Never just throw them at right. people. That's the thing. It's like my, cause my mm -hmm. wife and I, it's more of just like a funny, like the dogs are doing something stupid or like, you know, like all shucks, but you know, with bucket. <laughs> so it's the same idea as opposed right. to like you blank and blank. And it's like, Oh, like hurling at people. Yeah. That's, that's hateful and no fun. And like words are, you can have fun with words, but don't be ridiculous. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's so, a, a SpongeBob episode, uh, uh -huh. which is like probably, I don't know if it's, it probably dates me because I was, I don't know, in like middle school when it, I remember the, the first episode when it came out, but there's one where they they discover curse words on the back of a like an old dumpster, and so right. the episode is so funny because you don't know what they are, but they'll they like do dolphin sounds. So they're like, "Oh, what the!" Right. And so the whole episode is them like using these, I remember. and they call them yet yeah, the sentence enhancers. Like you just sprinkle them, sprinkle them over your sentences, and it just makes everything better. And it's like, yeah, it is kind of like curse words. 
I'm going to edit a clip of that into the end of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. I remember that episode. It's probably dating me because I'm pretty sure SpongeBob wasn't around when I was in middle school. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's a good time. Um, so, I mean, uh, let's see. One last question. that I, I just wrote, like, random stuff. Let's mm-hmm. see if anything worked out. Um, I guess two last questions. Um, uh, if you could pick or if you you've ever considered a different profession in your life and not that if you could pick one but if you have ever kind of like started going in one direction and then kind of veered off for whatever reason uh, what's that story like if so so it's kind of answers the question and kind of not which are usually my favorite answers which i feel like sure. i uh, prefaced everything i say with yeah this kind of answers your question but not really at all which yeah whatever as long as it's <laughs> something to talk about so i guess i decided in in high school uh my english teacher inspired me to to be a teacher i I hadn't necessarily planned on going to college i wasn't sure what i was going to do but uh she had a huge influence on me i'd I'd always read growing up was a voracious reader not much in the writing but loved to read and so Mm -hmm. i decided to do that i pursued it for the first i guess three years of undergrad started actually teaching in the schools for uh practice doing like my not quite student teaching but um just getting like some field hours and realized man teaching is super hard and super stressful i don't think i want to do this so i ended up just getting a english undergraduate but my college actually offered me a position at the college and they said they would pay for my master's in teaching so i Mm -hmm. ended up working there, getting my master's, actually teaching there for a couple of years. And even with um, college students, I realized that like, I just I just couldn't do it. So I left teaching, worked in manufacturing for that's basically what I did. It was college teaching uh, CNC manufacturing. And then Mm -hmm. I started as a VA and just kind of worked my way up. Right. I think it's a good, that's a good story for, I always like asking that question because people, especially young kids, I, I, I don't know what my demographics are for, for this podcast yet, but uh, when I've had a couple of like college kids, like ask me because of my expertise with like media and stuff, like mm-hmm. they're like, how do I get a job in this? And how do I get an internship? And like, just worried about like their life and like, how do I know which career is the right one and stuff like that? It's like, dude, things are going to shift so much. And they have for so many people, like you start going in one direction and then sort of like you meet someone and they give you an idea of what you could do, or you become aware of a job that you didn't know existed. And then you start going that way. You know, it's like, we always ask, um, we always ask kids when they're like six years old, like, what do you want to be? I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a digital marketer. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, Life, life changes and shifts, it shifts, and I think um, that story helps uh, bring that home. Well, even um, within um, even within my VA, the time from from two years ago starting in digital marketing to where I am today, there have been mm-hmm. so many piv- pivots and shifts that I had no mm-hmm. idea that were going to happen. So I, I like the the phrase. I don't know where I picked it up. Uh, clarity through action. It's right. just getting started, and then you you figure it out as you go because if you wait for the perfect time, the perfect idea, the perfect I'm going to do this, it's it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's really good for when anyone's even stuck in any kind of a rut. You just if you're a writer, you just start writing something, and mm-hmm. then 
it could morph into something. Start just doing a podcast, and here we are. We're, we're 40 minutes in, and we're still talking, so yeah. there's no weird dead air. That's great. So I consider this a success at this point. Awesome. I could just hit stop, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have one more question, mm-hmm. um, and I'm always curious about this personally, but how much, how much of your process in terms of your day-to-day life are you mm-hmm. doing on your phone versus your laptop? Because for me, I'm always interested in tech, the tech landscape and how that's shifting. And for me personally, I do probably 85% of my stuff on my phone. Like I wanted really? to record this on my phone through Anchor. Um, and because I'm a designer and editor, I do like editing projects on my laptop and I do mm-hmm. graphic design stuff on my laptop. But for the most part, I'm marketing on my phone. I could even podcast on my phone in most cases. Um, and you know, you're doing like Instagram stories and Snapchat mm-hmm. and stuff that basically requires your phone. So I'm curious about what your workflow is if you're using your phone more than not, or what's that like these days? So I'm in the complete opposite direction in that I try to put my phone on silent and I leave it in the other room. Just That's a good just yeah. because it's such a distraction. I mean, the, I use it when I go out, I have email on my phone, like like most people, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, I can type quicker on a keyboard as far as emails and right. anything else I would do. Yeah, it helps me like designing funnels, uh, mapping everything out to have, you know, the bigger screen, and a bigger screen right. and a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah, I, I that, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, For me, if yeah, I I like using my phone. I definitely, the one trick that I use uh, is I keep my phone on silent even while I'm actively using it. So I'm not Mm -hmm. getting buzzes or if I have it in my pocket, I'm not getting buzzes. I'm controlling my usage of the phone. I'm not letting it control me. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very specific about what apps are on my phone, the notifications, stuff like that. So, um, because I I know my ADD brain would do the same thing and get distracted by every little thing. So, uh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I had to recently get rid of Instagram on my phone because I would use it like uh, I would go to get lunch and I, w- I would pull up, well, let me just get on Instagram for a few minutes while I eat. And it's like, that's, that's literally dead time that I could be, I could be reading. I could be listening to a podcast. I could be doing just thinking about life, like something productive, but instead I just go to my default and pull up my phone and, you know, start mindlessly scrolling and I get done. I don't know what I looked mm-hmm. at, but there went 15 <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that time becomes more and more valuable as we keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I think that's a decent amount of time, a good 41 minutes. So cool. um, I, I thank you for your time. This is super rad. I would love to do this again, especially like let's pick a time to like, we can just keep talking about the stoicism stuff. I would love mm-hmm. to do something specifically for that. Maybe we can, I don't know, pick a book or some topics or something and then kind of break some of that stuff down. I think it'd be fun. Uh, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. You just let me know. Uh, this has been like super fun. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to plug before we call this a date? No. Um, if you need funnels, hit me up. If you need anything else, just, I don't know, just go out there and do it. That's, that's like my <laughs> biggest thing is like, if you, if you want something to happen, if you want something to change, just start doing something. That's why I like what you did with this podcast is you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want a podcast. So I'm just going to start podcasting. Not like, well, I got to make sure I got the perfect mic and maybe I'll decide to do videos. So I better get the perfect lighting and let me have next right. months all mapped out. It's like, I'm just going to get on the air, hit record and let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Uh, so do you have a, do you have a website or anything specific, like a website or like social media handles you want to share? Or, you know, I could post that stuff in the comments and stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're basically the Funnel Rehabbers, my wife and I. So just www.funnelrehabbers.com. And uh, yeah, if you see me around the groups, say hey. And All right. yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Ron McKnight, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Christian. Thanks for having me. for listening to the CEDO audio extravaganza. If you would like to go to HiMyNameIsChristian.com, you can sign up for my newsletter where you'll get the written version of the podcast and uh, follow me on Rival, my design on all the social channels and all that good stuff. We can chat and have ourselves a jolly good time wherever it is that I am. So I really appreciate it. And um, thank you guys. I hope you have a good one.